Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and hop into week one of a brand new series that I am calling Summer Playlist. Summer Playlist. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of great songs that you can listen to in the summer. There's always usually the, you know, the pop songs that come out, like the anthems for the summer. Okay. Uh, and, and today we're going to talk about a topic. It's called A Joy That Lasts. A Joy That Lasts. And, and what is this whole series about really, it's the Bible is full of emotions, okay? There's, you see people at the highest of heights. You see people at the lowest of lows, on the mountaintop and in the valley. You see people that are just humans like you and me telling their stories about their, their anger and their frustration and maybe their sadness, their happiness, the joy and, and the unforgiveness and the hurt, maybe all these things that you see in the Bible. It's just a big uh, love story that God has for us as people, but it's, uh, this love story is made up of individual stories from individual people that had real human emotions and things that they dealt with. And I think in the Psalms, you really see a lot of these emotions come out in the greatest way. King David wrote most of the Psalms, but there were some other writers as well. Uh, And these are songs that were written thousands of years ago. Psalms, songs, okay, they were written thousands of years ago. Uh, But this four-week series that we're about to get into basically is just going to explore a few of these main themes that we see in the Psalms. And we're going to take some popular songs from the last 20, 30, you know, 40 years. We might even get back, you know, a little bit farther, you know, we'll see. Uh, But we're going to get back into some great songs from the past, even some recent songs as well. And we're going to tie them into the Psalms and see what God has to say about joy, sadness, anger, and forgiveness. Those are the four weeks, joy, sadness, anger, and forgiveness. But uh, 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 a few of those things don't really sound that great. Uh, But today, luckily, you showed up in the joy week, okay? So you get to hear, we get to have a happy Sunday. Next week, come back if you're angry about some stuff, and we'll deal with that, okay? But we're going we're gonna to have some joy uh, and have a lot of fun today. So uh, I am generally a, a joyful, happy individual, okay? If you hear me preach on a Sunday morning, you're like, this dude just loves life. And generally, it's because I do. I really, really do. Uh, and one of my favorite things to do in life and is go to weddings. How many of you enjoy weddings, okay? Maybe not a ton of people, okay? Maybe about half, all right? I love going to weddings. It's one of my favorite things to do. Why? Because it's just, it's just a joyful time. You know, everybody's having a good time. People are getting married. But my favorite part about a wedding is I love to dance, okay? I love to dance, and I love music. I'm a musician. I'm a singer. I've been a musician and a singer my whole life, and I love just getting down to some fun songs, okay? You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm the guy at a wedding, okay? If you go to, you know, you have the ceremony, and it's like, okay, let's get this thing over with, all right? Like, get married, uh, kiss them, all right, let's go. Let's get over to the reception, all right? Get some good food, and let's get this music going. Let's pump it up, turn it up to 11 so we can have a dance off, all right? I'm the dude, literally, if no one else is dancing in the middle of the floor, you know, it's like a middle school dance when everybody's like standing off in the corners, like off into the distance. I'm going to make the camera guy follow me. What's up, Tobin? Follow me all the way over here. I'm in the darkness, okay? Everybody's all like over here, just like, I'm not going to go out there. That's weird. I'm not going to be the first guy. I'm the dude that's like, what's up, everybody? Let's go. Tom, get out here. Let's go, Susan. Come on. You know, I'm like getting everybody out on the floor. You know, I'll tell the DJ what songs to play. Like, I know all the dances. I'm like, ooh, let's go. You know, I know all of it, okay? I love to dance. It's a lot of fun. And we love to dance around our house, too. Uh, Not just at weddings, at the house. You know, me and Lindsay in Oakland. Uh, you know, whether it's a rainy day or a good day, whatever it might be, a lot of times we'll get stuck in the house. We just have some time and 
we'll put on some YouTube playlists, okay? And there's some really good ones. Like, there, there's, there's a few songs. You know, Justin Timberlake's got a few ones that you can dance to, whatever. There's, there's a couple of really good ones. Uh, but there's one song that always seems to get me and Oakland off the couch. I love to dance. It's a lot of fun, okay? One of our core values at Radical Church is fun-filled. So if you come to Radical for long, you better get used to having some fun around here, okay? Church should be fun. Can I get an amen? Come on now. Oh, we're going to have a good time today. Um, I love that song. Happy is a fun, fun song. But a lot of us have this thing. What, what's up? What's up? What's up? It's in the truck. We're doing baptisms. We forgot to turn the water off. Lord Jesus. We're going to flood the city of Kyle with the presence of God today. Oh, my goodness. That is fantastic. I love this. If somebody needs the key, here it is. Woo, Lord help me. All right. Um, <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's got me all kinds of hot and bothered, y'all. Goodness gracious. That is <laughs> Happy. Here we go. I'm a little bit, I'm undiagnosed, okay, ADHD, guys. So if I get off on something, I am just gone, okay? Um, but we have Happy by Pharrell. It's a fun song. I love to dance to it. Me and Oakland and Lindsay will dance around the house and all that stuff. But here's a, here's a phrase that I hear a lot from people, or that you kind of, people think a lot, I think, and, and, and it's something that's not necessarily something that God ever said. And this is what people will say, that God wants me to be happy. God wants me to be happy. But... God actually never said that, okay? God never says that anywhere in the Bible. That God wants me to be happy. Who says that? We say that. What does God actually say? I want you to be holy is what God says. I want you to be holy, set apart. You are my children. I want you to be holy. And this is what God says. And it's not that God has anything against our happiness. I know that God rejoices along with us and he's happy when we're happy. And this is, he, he rejoices along with you when you have a smile on your face and when things are going good. But that is not God's top priority for your life is your happiness. And I hate to say that, because a lot of us think that we should be happy, and this is something that we all want, and this is something that we, well, a, lot of, a lot of churches and a lot of pastors will preach that God wants to make you happy and rich and wealthy and all this stuff, and listen, that you will not find that anywhere in the Bible. But if, if the Bible doesn't say that we're supposed to be happy at all times when we're Christian people, what does the Bible say then? And the Bible says to rejoice, rejoice always. In Psalm 33 one through three. I'm going to read this to you guys today. It says, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Joy is a theme that you find all throughout the Bible. And this is a really interesting fact. In the English Standard Version of the Bible, and there's other versions as well that this, this plays out the same exact way, the words joy, rejoice, or joyful 
appear a total of 430 times. 430 times. Now, I want you to guess, before I put up the next one, I want you to guess how many times the word happy or happiness comes up in the Bible. Don't put it up yet. How many, just guess. Give me some guesses. Zero? Okay, well, you guys are just like really going completely. Okay, you know, there's a little bit of happiness, okay? It's only 10 times, okay? Negative two. No, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's 10 times in the Bible that it pops up in that version anyway. Um, but here's the problem. You look at this right here. What do we focus on more than anything else? And what does our culture focus on more than anything else is happy and happiness. But this is not obviously what God focuses on, right? 430 to 10, that's a pretty big gap. So we're focused on in our culture, do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever is going to help you to be happy. And if that means you need to break up with this person, get with this person, you know, have this sexual encounter, whatever it might be, uh, you know, you can have this job, this job, whatever you want to do, you know, spend all your money, you got to get paper to be happy. You know what I'm saying? You got to do all this stuff. Listen, no, 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 no. That's not what God thinks about. And that's not what God cares about. He doesn't care necessarily as much about our happiness as he does us rejoicing and being joyful in the Lord. Maybe we're focusing on the wrong thing. So I have a few points for you today. We're going to look at what joy means. So if you're taking notes, the first one I have for you is joy is not happiness on steroids, okay? That is not, that is not joy. Yes, I do have a point that has the word steroids in it. Uh, so, you know, write that down. That's a fun one. So we often will equate happiness and joy, right? You think that they're kind of a similar thing? But they're really actually very, very different. Even though they have some of the similar manifestations, maybe, you might have a smile on your face. You might be laughing, and, and you might have this sense of uh, you know, euphoria, and you think, oh, man, this is a happiness, this is joy. They're kind of the same thing. But I'm, I'm going to tell you today, I'm going to argue that they're actually not. How many of you enjoy uh, being outside in the summer? You, you love going outside in the summer. Maybe, okay, you're a pool person. You're down at the river. Who likes to go down to the river? You know what I'm saying? You like to play sports outside. We have a basketball small group uh, that meets out here, and we play basketball. It's a lot of fun. I personally love to be outside in the summer. Now, I sweat terribly. Like on a day like today, oh, my goodness, it is so humid out there. And I sweat a lot, but I still love it, okay? I'll go outside and play basketball for hours. You know, a lot of people go hang out at the pool with their kids, whatever it might be. It is a great time. Uh, the problem with it right now is that it's also raining and hot. So you got like the pterodactyls, mosquitoes that are coming in, you know? They're like six-foot mosquitoes coming at you. I'm serious. It is crazy right now, guys. Like Lindsay and Oakland were at uh, the house the other day, I think, hanging out with Rachel, and there was three mosquitoes just like swarming around Oakland's legs. And she's like, what am I supposed to I can't even go outside right now. It is crazy. The mosquitoes are terrible. But here's the deal. Happiness, I would argue, is like the weather. And joy is it's like the climate inside your house. When you have good weather, what do you do? You go outside. You have good weather. I'm going to go outside and enjoy this time. I'm going to have a good time. We're going to go play. We're going to have some fun. But when the sunny day is gone, what is it? It's, it's gone. If it's raining outside, maybe you have to stay in. If it's hailing or if it's snowing, maybe you can have some fun in the snow. But maybe when it's gone, it is gone. But when you step inside of your home, it doesn't matter what the weather is on the outside of the home, right? Because the weather on the inside is always consistent, Rain or shine, hot or cold, muddy, snowing, hailing, doesn't matter what's going on outside. 
the weather and the climate on the inside is always the same. And that's how I would classify happiness versus joy. Happiness is an external thing. It's a circumstantial thing. But joy is all about the consistency of our soul, the consistency of our hearts. And we find that joy within the Lord. I would almost put it this way. Happiness is on the face, but joy is in the heart. Happiness is of the moment, but joy is of the soul. Happiness reacts, but joy transcends. I love that one. Happiness reacts to the situations around you, to the circumstances that happen to you. Happiness, in a sense, happens to you. But joy is a choice that we make every single day. It is a choice that we wake up with, and it transcends our understanding. It doesn't matter what's going on outside around you, but inside of you, you are consistent, and the climate is always the same. Is there anybody today that wants that kind of a joy, that they're not going to be wavered by whatever's going on outside? They're going to be consistent because of Jesus and what he's done. So the biggest difference between happiness and joy, I would say, is my joy is not affected by my circumstances. My joy is not affected by my circumstances. That's a hard one, okay? If you really have true joy from the Lord, it doesn't matter what circumstances that are going on around you. It doesn't matter what somebody says to you in the, in the car as they're beeping at you when you made a wrong turn or something like that and they flip you off. Listen, it doesn't matter. That's not gonna get you down. It doesn't matter if you're sick, if you're healthy, or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you lose your job. Joy is not affected by my circumstances. James 1, 2 through 3, I'm going to read this to you. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I want to say it together. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. That is generally not the kind of feeling that I'm having when I'm going through trials of many kinds, okay? I'm not having this great joy like, oh, great, I lost my job. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the general thing that you're going to have, okay? And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to wear it on your face, but there is something different about the joy that comes from God that even when I lose my job, I know that I'm going to be okay because I know that God takes care of me. I know that he's on my side, right? It's a different perspective. It's a different mindset shift that we need to have. Philippians 4.4, 4, it says this, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again for all you people in the back that were not listening the first time, rejoice. Anytime the Bible says something multiple times, you better listen up, okay? Anytime somebody in the Bible says something twice within the same sentence, you really better listen up, okay? Rejoice in the Lord, how many times, when? Always. Again, I say rejoice. Man, that is Beautiful, beautiful thing. You know where Paul was writing this? He was writing it from prison. I just, I love this dude. He is just the most happy, joyful guy. You know, you can't get him down. Nothing you do or say can get this guy down. He is in prison. And, and Philippians is kind of known as one of the most joyful books of the Bible. He uses rejoice, joy, uh, these words many, many times in Philippians. But how could you be joyful when you're in prison? How could you be joyful when you're chained up to a Roman guard, right? How could you be joyful uh, when, you, when you're not getting the food maybe that you need, when you're not being treated well? How could you be joyful in that situation? This is how. Because he is not guided by his emotions. He's not guided by the things that are happening around him. He is being led by the Spirit. Amen? 
His joy is not dependent on his circumstances, but it is anchored in his Savior, which is Jesus. Come on, that is how we have the joy that surpasses all understanding. Whether or not the sun is shining, whether your team is winning or losing, come on, in the finals, I know some of y'all be watching the NBA finals right now, okay? It doesn't matter if your team's winning or losing. It doesn't matter whether you're hurting or happy. You cannot be shaken when you have the joy of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength? So not only is this joy transcendent, and it's, it's not, it has anything to do with the, the circumstances around me, but it actually gives me strength to take on whatever it is that comes my way. I want to encourage you today, no matter what you're dealing with today, despite your level of happiness, despite what might be going on with your face right now, whether it's a frown or whether you turn that thing upside down, okay, you can still have joy if your foundation is in the Lord. Even in times of need, your joy can help sustain you and it will give you strength to carry on. Amen. The next thing is joy is a fruit of the Spirit. If you're writing this down, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, through 23 gives us what the fruit of the Spirit are. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, other patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. The second thing listed there is joy. The fruits of the Spirit, what are these things? The fruits of the Spirit, they're simply this. They're traits of a believer in Jesus that are grown through your relationship with God. They're grown by walking with the Spirit daily, right? We talked about that the other day where we hold out the Word of God in front of us and we walk by the Spirit, not by our own sight. So could we hold that lantern of the Word of God out in front of us? This is how we grow, is by walking with the Spirit. And we grow in our love, in our joy, in our peace, patience, kindness, all these things. Would anybody want some of these things? These are some good things, right, that are listed right here. I would want those things. And how do we get them? Not by man, not by money, not by things, not by a podcast, not by a self-help book. No, we get them by going to the word of God. We get them by walking with the spirit daily. And he is the one that will give you this joy. The true joy cannot be found outside of a relationship with God. It can't. There's, I think we got a let me see. I think there's another song I got for you guys. Oh, yeah. Jam that thing, bro. Jam that thing. Woo! Put up the song. Come on. I, I wish I had my, my Bono glasses. I should have had them. Oh, man, I should have thought about that. Goodness. I love that song. It's called Beautiful Day by U2. It's a great song. I, I'm a musician. Like I said, I'm a singer. And, and I have a, a lot of my influence in music comes from U2 comes from some other bands, but U2 is really the one that kind of revolutionized uh, uh, kind of rock music in a different way. And the lead singer, Bono, said this. This song is about a man who has lost everything, but finds joy in what he still has. It's a song about a man who's lost everything, but can still find joy in the things that he still has. And this song was released well over 20 years ago now, but it's still used on the radio. You'll probably hear it just about every day on the radio somewhere. You're going to see it in television. You're going to see it in commercials. You're going to hear it in movie soundtracks. Why? Because that message still resonates with us, right? That, that no matter what's going on in your life, there's something to be thankful for. There's something that we can find joy in. And I want to encourage you that every day that you wake up is a beautiful day. 
Amen? The Bible says that his mercies are new every single morning. When you get up today, man, I'm telling you, I woke up this morning and I had a headache and I was like, Lord, I need some coffee today. It was, we were, some of us were dragging this morning, okay? But we made a conscious choice before service today. Hey, we are going to be joyful. We're going to have a good day today. We made that decision. We made that choice because we know how grateful we are for all of the things that God has done and just simply for who God is. Is there anybody that's grateful for who God is today? He is a good God who loves us. And every breath that we take is a gift from God. Every breath that you take is a gift. And even in the midst of pain, in the midst of of hardship every day can feel like a beautiful day. So how do we gain joy? It's by walking with the Spirit daily and allowing God's Word to refresh your outlook. I think that's something that I try to pray. I need to pray more, if I'm being honest, because I have some trouble with that sometimes. I'm like, I see something, and I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it today, okay? Or, or I see this situation, it looks insurmountable. Or I see this situation, I'm like, man, this is a difficult thing for me to go through, or, or, or whatever it might be for you. And I'm just like, Lord, I just need a fresh outlook on this, okay? I'm looking at this from my perspective. I need it from your perspective today, because if I see it from your perspective, looking from on top down, it looks a lot smaller than when I'm looking at it like this, like it's some big mountain in front of me. I need a refresher of my perspective. So the last point I have for you today is rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Psalm 33, one through three, I'm gonna read it one more time. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. He's saying, sing a new song. Write songs. Uh, play your instruments. Let's make some noise, right? Let's get up and get down for Jesus, okay? We're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to play. And that's what David was all about. He was a musician himself, too, and he wrote many, many songs, and they would actually play these songs on a regular basis in worship together. The music they used was very, very different than the music that we might use today. The instruments were different. It was all different, and even they would do a cappella. They would do all kinds of different things. But man, they had joy. And I'm going to read this one more time. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. What does this mean? We worship from an overflow of joy for who God is. That's where our worship comes from. Now I'm telling you, there are times when you're not going to feel it. There are times, and you might even be in this place today where you are not feeling joyful. And that's okay. You're not feeling it right now. Maybe you don't have this, this transcendent kind of joy of the Lord that no matter what comes your way, it's going to be okay. Maybe you're ridden with anxiety and with worry and with fear about things. Or, or maybe it's just a general feeling of, you know, I don't know if I have that strength that, that God says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I know that's a difficult thing. You might not feel joyful at the moment, but when we worship together, what are we doing? We're reminding each other of the hope that we have in the Lord. There is hope found and Jesus. We can be joyful in the midst of life's problems, and you might not always look giddy or be excited or have this big smile on your face or whatever it might be, but it doesn't matter because joy is in here, not necessarily always on your face. And when you keep your eyes on the Lord, nothing can rob you of that hope that you have. There is a hope that's in Jesus that's better than anything else in this entire world. And I love seeing people that find that hope and that get that joy. That's my favorite thing to do. 
That's why I'm a pastor. That's why we started this church at the core of it. That's our vision is to help people experience the radical love of Jesus. God has a radical love for you, not a love that's small, not a love that's, that's just basic or a love that you and I might understand here on earth. Listen, no, this love goes well beyond any love. It's unconditional. And every single thing that you've ever done, all the sin that you've ever had in your life, when you give your life to him, it's like he doesn't even remember all of the sin. He takes it and wipes it away. It's a brand new, clean slate. He washes you white as snow. Takes all of that away makes you a brand new creation. That's a crazy kind of love, right? That's a radical kind of love. And that is our mission and our vision here at Radical Church is to help you experience that. And there's a hope that is involved with that love that I want everybody to understand. And there's somebody here today, I told you a little bit earlier, Jalen, will you go ahead and come on up? Come on, come on, come on. Give it up for Jalen. Jalen, I just want you to tell... I just want you to tell a little bit of your story, kind of the same thing you did when you were getting baptized, okay? And just tell everybody what, what's going on in you, okay? Yeah. I'm Jalen. Um, I've only, like, attended, like, two services here. But um, to say the least, like, growing up, I never considered God or anything of that sort. Um, it was never something that I really felt the need to, like, I never had a drive to go and learn more about him, and I never had a drive to, like, even take anyone's advice when they're trying to like endure him and me. And um, you could say I had a rough childhood. I lost my dad when I was little and I grew up in the system. I was always in the system back and forth. And I was like a very angry kid and I just walked in angry is what everyone would say is that I just held all these grudges against a bunch of people and against like my family and things that happened. And I just never found myself finding, like, happiness in other things, people or places or anything. And then um, I went to this church camp, and I just had, like, a lot of different moments that just, like, started a lot of different feelings that I've never felt. I went to one church camp a while back, and I felt like an outcast, and I didn't like it because everyone's having all these feelings, and I didn't feel anything. And I felt like I was, like, different or if I wasn't accepting it the way that everyone else was. And so after that, I kind of blocked it off and said that, you know, like, maybe that's not for me. Maybe God's not for me. And then I went to this church camp, and this pastor, I felt when he's preaching and, like, during worship, I felt like everything was towards me. And I felt like like all of these feelings were coming to me for a reason. And it was just, like, a lot of emotions at once. And um, I did accept the Lord into my life, and I got baptized. And they say that you come up new and that you're made new and that you're like this whole different person. And I didn't believe it. Like I kind of just went. I was like, okay, I'm in the water. I'm out of the water. I don't don't know if I was like supposed to be like, okay, brand new, but I didn't know. And then like as days went by, I just felt like I'm not as like, I let go of a lot of things. And I like forgave a bunch of people that I would never think that I would ever forgive and it was only for my own sake, not for theirs, because it's a tie that I'm hanging on to and that they're just dragging me along everywhere because I'm just worried about, like, a bunch of other people besides myself. And um, I forgave and I accepted, and I feel like I genuinely am a better person and that um, it really did benefit me. And it's, like, the best relationship that I feel like I could form was with God, and I never, ever expected that. So even before church camp, I didn't believe in God, and I remember I would always, like, 
question everybody. I had all these friends who would come to me and like talk to me and be like, God, this, Jesus, this. And I was like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And I would like bring up scientific things and asteroids and all these random things that like I, I just knew, I just felt like I was right. And then like I was very wrong. And um, I'm glad that I was wrong because it was a good way of me being turned down. But um, yeah, that's my testimony. Come on, we could get louder for that, for Jesus helping somebody find him. Come on, that's amazing. I think the best, the best part about that is that it wasn't even just like, you know, you were just ambivalent, I guess, or you weren't really, you know, eh, like whatever, you know, about God. Like you were actively trying to be like, no, like God's not real, you know. But that's what God does is he chases us down. He runs behind us so that I had this this vision the other day and in service a couple weeks ago of God just running after you and chasing you down, right? Doesn't matter how fast you think you can run. Come on, God is running faster after you and his spirit is coming for you. And I'm just so excited to see one testimony like this at youth camp. We had 11 students, all four or all three of you guys right here were at youth camp. And then we had some other youth that were at youth camp. Would you raise your hand if you were at youth camp? I don't know if there's any other youth that were here. There we go, Olivia's back there. We have three right here. Okay, we had 11 out of 11 students that gave their lives to Jesus, which is amazing. We got to baptize Jalen. I said, hey, we're going to do a baptism Sunday on the 11th. And she said, no, I want to be baptized now. Like, let's call my parents. I'm going to ask them, get permission to get baptized right now. And I said, you know what, girl, I am not going to stop you. Let's go do this, you know. Let's go get you baptized now. And uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And, and, and maybe I would just ask some of you here today, maybe you've given your life to him before and you walked away, or maybe you were somebody like Jalen who was like, you know, honestly, I never really believed, and, and I kind of actually tried to disprove God, and, and I was far away from him. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. It doesn't matter if you've given your life to him before and you've walked away. It doesn't matter what you come into this place with. I'm going to give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus again and to be made new, to get that slate wiped clean. So would you stand with me in this place today? We sang this earlier, God can rewrite your story with his grace. And that's what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's what we believe. That Jesus rewrote our story. He gave us an opportunity at eternal life with God to have a relationship with God again. We had messed up all humans. We're all sinners, right? We all fall short. None of us are perfect. I'm not. I don't even claim to be, all right? I'm never going to claim to be perfect. Man, you know what I have that the world doesn't? Is I have joy and I have a hope in Jesus. And he has saved me by grace. And I believe that he wants to save you too. If you're in this place and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity right now to say yes to him. But first, some of you in this place just might need some joy. You might be going through some hard times and you say, hey, pastor, I need some joy. I don't feel like I have that within me and I want to have that joy that gives me strength. And if this message has resonated with you at all and you feel kind of the spirit of God flowing in that way and you feel, you know what, I need this. I want that joy. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I'm gonna pray with you. If you say, I need some joy. I need some joy in this place today. If that's you, come on, I see you, I see you, I see you. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna pray with you. We're gonna pray with you. I see you. Probably about 10 people raise their hand. Hey, I need some joy. No matter what you're going through, I want you to know that God's right there in the middle of it with you, okay? And we're gonna pray. But I wanna ask as well. And I want you to be bold today. Maybe there's somebody in this place you need to get right with God. 
that you need to give your life back to him or you need to get right with him maybe for the first time. You recognize, you know what, I am a sinner. I've messed up. And I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins so that I could be made free, so that I could be made whole, so that I could have this joy that maybe I don't understand right now, but I want that. That's what I want is a relationship with God. The Bible says you have an abundant life. Life's not gonna be perfect, right? Doesn't mean all your problems go away. Doesn't mean you're gonna be rich and famous, okay? But what does it mean is that you're not gonna be affected by the weather on the outside, but you're gonna be consistent on the inside because Jesus is walking through every single bit with you. If there's somebody in here that says, hey, I wanna give my life to Jesus today, it's the best decision you'll ever make. On the count of three, would you just raise your hand? One, two, three. Is that you today? Would you be bold and raise your hand today? And say, that's me. Is there anybody? Come on, I see you right here, my man. Let's give it up. Let's give it up. Over here, I see you guys. Come on. Let's give a big shout of praise to Jesus. God, he's, you're worthy. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? I want to see you. Is there anybody else that wants to give your life to, back to Jesus or for the first time today? Okay, that's amazing. Hey, thank you so much for being so bold. Let's pray together. And then we're gonna, I'm gonna give you some more instructions. We're gonna worship, we're gonna pray, and then we're gonna get some people baptized today, okay? Come on now. Father, right now we thank you for what you're doing in these people's lives. For those that need joy, I pray that you would give them joy, that you would walk through every situation with them. Lord Jesus, for those that are giving their lives to you, whether rededicating or for the first time they're coming to you, Father, I pray that you would just give them a joy that is beyond all understanding right now. Lord, as your angels in heaven, uh, it says in the word that they are celebrating right now because of the people that are making this decision to come to you and to give their lives to you. So Father, we celebrate and we have joy along with them. And we say, God, would you bless this new walk with you? Bless this new relationship with you and help us, Father, to help them uh, in this walk, Lord. Lead us all together in community and in our relationship with you, Father. We thank you that you have taken us from death to life, that we can rejoice in everything in our lives. No matter what's going on on the outside, Lord, you are what makes it consistent on the inside. By your spirit, Lord, would you give us peace? By your spirit, would you give them joy? Would you give them a love that goes beyond all understanding? And Father, we thank you. And it's your name we pray. And everybody celebrate it with a big hearty. Amen. Come on now. This is your testimony today. That he's taking you from death to life. I'm going to read all of, or most of Psalm 33. And I, when I'm done with it, I want us to throw our hands in the air. We're going to sing a little bit of my testimony and just praise of God for what he's done. Let's read Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. For praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield for our heart shall rejoice in him, shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Come on, can you lift your hands today and sing this out that this is our testimony from death to life. Come on, sing it.
Amen, amen, amen. This is our testimony from death to life. Come on. Hey, I want to give you some instructions because we're about to baptize some people today. Uh, I'm excited. If you've never been a part of it, this is a really, really cool part. But what I want you to do, if there's somebody that you didn't know the baptisms were today, okay, and you want to be baptized, or you just rededicated your life to the Lord, you want to be baptized, I want you to know we have shirts for you. We have shorts. We have towels. You can get in with your clothes. Just don't bring your phone. Your wife will kill you, okay? Don't do that. But we, we want to baptize you today. If you profess faith in Jesus and you believe in him and you say, hey, I want to make my faith public today, this is your next step when you believe in Jesus. This is the next step for you. And this is an amazing thing. We'll celebrate with you. We'll clap with you. We'll take videos and pictures. And man, we want to make sure that we uh, document this important day in your life. So if you're getting baptized today, will you just raise your hand at me? If you're getting baptized, raise your hand. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, we got a few people. I want y'all to go ahead. If you want to be baptized, go over and go to the bathrooms right now. Go ahead and head over there. They're going to get you set up and get over there real quick as fast as you can. Go, 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 go. Everybody else, I want you to stay here. I have a little bit of instructions for you. And yes, we're going to have some snow cones. Hopefully, I think they're almost here. We'll have some snow cones. We'll have a good time. You can eat your snow cones and watch people get dunked. It's going to be great. So come on, man. If you want to get baptized and you're like, you are watching people out there being baptized and you want to do it too, I just want you to know, just hop on in, okay? It's not, doesn't have to be some kind of, you don't need a class, okay? You don't. You believe in Jesus. You know he died for your sins. Let's get you baptized, okay? I just want you to know you can do that too. Even if you, if you don't get a t-shirt, it doesn't matter. Okay, this is what I want us to do. For those of y'all that are still here, we're going to go out there. We're going to hang out. We're going to wait for them to get changed, get dressed, grab a snow cone, play some games. But when the time comes and they come out, what we do is we all gather around together in a big circle around the baptism tank right out here. And when people start coming outside, the second they are walking out the door, walking up to the baptism tank, I would just want us to go absolutely nuts, okay? Because this is the best possible thing that they could be doing is giving their lives to Jesus. And so we're going to go nuts. And then when they go under, uh, the, 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 the reason we get baptized is because uh, in the Bible, it basically is a symbol of us going down as one person, right? As an old creation, as an old, our old life is down in the water. Okay? And we come back out a new person, a new creation. Okay, So that is a really, really great thing to celebrate. So we're going to go nuts together as we celebrate. We're going to get some pictures and videos and all that stuff so they can remember it for the rest of their lives, what God has done. Okay, uh, So let me pray one final blessing over us. We'll go hang out outside. And please stick around. It's an, it's an amazing thing. You don't want to miss it. Okay, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for what you're doing in these people's lives today that, that we have. It's just a joyful day. We just rejoice in you today, God. We rejoice in your presence. God, you, you put a smile on our face. Not a smile that lasts just in the moment, but a, a smile in our hearts, God, that lasts for a lifetime. Thank you for 
each and every one of these people that have given their lives to you, for the people that are going to give their lives to you, for the miracles that we believe are coming in the coming weeks and months and years for Radical Church and for these people and their families. God, I pray blessing over them. Thank you for this joy you've given us. And thank you most of all for your son, Jesus. And it's, every, uh, it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for coming today. We'll see you outside. Let's have a good time. Come on.